You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, y'all. My name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for Black fathers because Black fathers matter. Black fathers matter to me. Black fathers matter to my children. Black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers, um, my mentors, my friends. They matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to. They set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's the standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds. And I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. This was so good. The girls were um giving me quote unquote static at the at the beginning so I was rushing them out the room 
So me and uh, Brandon were just having like a chat. But I think throughout the whole show, I could tell that Brandon had like his own growth throughout everything, which is really good. Like we always want our parents to continue growing. But he grew in the right direction to be better for his son. And um, my hope for him is to get to like a super place of peace with his son's mom and uh, continue to keep pouring into his son and being um, vulnerable and uh, welcoming another kiddo in the near future. Um, But um, I wish him the best. I think him being available and him uh, co-parenting in a healthy way is going to be uh, super successful when his son uh, grows up. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. He is my last dad that I recorded for the series. I really, truly enjoyed this series. It was very refreshing. Um, so many great dads out here. I think my daughter's have nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, I mean, that's how I would like to feel. But I think as far as like feeling like fathers are really taking a stance in their children's lives, whether it is boys or girls, I feel like we have more fathers that are taking a stance in their kids' lives than not. But the media portrays like, you know, families don't have fathers that are involved that are black black fathers don't do x y and z they don't care they're not involved and it's kind of like no they're actually trying so um i hope you guys enjoy thank you for listening and supporting all the episodes and um drop me a line tell me how you like it i am on twitter i am on ig and you can always leave a voicemail on anger peace i love you too get I love you too, mommy. Bye. Bye. I only Thanks. Bye. Come on, go. You helping me up? And close the door, girls. <laughs> if you think you want one, uh, FedEx shits with air holes in the uh, box. Um, no, I, you know, I. I would be one and done, but the uh, my lady now, I think she gonna she gonna want one sometime soon. So I'm gonna have to. Hey, <sighs> that man said one and done. Uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I'd be, I'd be. I told her, you know, I give her one, she want one, but uh, otherwise, I'm good. <laughs> mm. I'm good. I don't know. It's it's. They're um, definitely, you know, not for everybody. <laughs> it's it's a challenge, and I and I and I love it. But you know, my son, he's been begging me, Dad. I need somebody to play with. How old is your son? son or daughter. He's seven. So I try to explain to him. I was like, Junior. If I had a child now, <laughs> by the time they're old enough for you to play with them, you won't want to play with them. Right. <laughs> the age for playmates is at least three to five years different. Yeah. And then once you get over that, 
it's it's just like you want to do practice. You want to do start over practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just knew um, that if I was going to have, after I had one, I was like, oh no, that's it. Yeah. I thought I wanted thirteen. No. Thirteen. Yeah, oh I wanted. God. In my head, in my head, the vision was thirteen boys. That was that was the vision. And then once the labor happened, why are you out here? This came off. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thirteen. Yeah. Okay, yes. I wanted 13 boys because I feel like the world is missing um, males that are really raised with a man and a woman to give them all aspects of life in a healthy way in order for them to be like mm -hmm. adult men leaders, because I think that's where we're failing. We don't have any leaders. We have celebrities, we have entertainers, but we don't have any leaders. And I wanted to see what I would look like in male version being raised with a different perspective. That never happened. 13, diff 13 different perspectives. Yes! That's what I wanted. And so I had a girl, and I was like, okay, the Lord tried me once. Let me see what he cooking with the second time. And then it was another girl. And then I was like, okay, you did. Joke's, joke's done. We going to close up shop. You tried me twice. Won't get a third, so I'm done. <laughs> I refuse. I rebuke all of that. <laughs> hey, I feel you. I feel you. I, I still want to go on trips. Uh, you know, there's still some international traveling I'd like Hello. to do. And you know, I, I you know, I, I, I want to be a little bit selfish for a while, but you know, my 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 biological clock is is a lot longer than. <laughs> my than dad made is, me so. at sixty, so men are good. Yeah. Men are good to go. It's the women that's like, you know what? Right. It, that, that's, it's like, yo, I'm in no rush. <laughs> Y'all never in a rush. Y'all never in a rush. And it's women who's like, you know, mid-30s, da-da-da-da. I'm just like, Ugh. my My goal wasn't like, um, oh, I'm a woman, uh, my biological clock. My Baby clock was depending on my mom. So um, that's why I had my daughter when I had my daughters because I had like a fear that my mom has five of us, all boys except me. I'm the last one and I'm the only girl. And I was like, I'd be damned if my mom has all my brothers and they have kids, sometimes double the amount of kids and they get their kids get to enjoy my mom as a grandma. And I'd be damned if I don't have kids and my kids don't. So the first one was for my mom. The second one was because the Lord thought he was funny. And so. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show.
We gonna get into you and your fatherhood. This is episode 25, Black Fathers Matter, Cozy Womb Podcast. We have Brandon from OTR Podcast. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on? What's going on? Man. All right. So being that on your podcast, there's four of you, which I like because that's four different personalities, four minds to pick. So, um, tell me your current age. My current age? I'm 39. 39? How old do you feel? Uh, (laughs) I think Mike said the same thing. It depends on the day. I never feel older. I never feel older than 39, though. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Older than 39? No, I never feel older. I never feel older than 39. No, okay, no. Good. good. I'm somewhere between. I'm somewhere between 29 and 39. <laughs> okay, okay. So we good. Are we taking care of the health? Uh, I could do a better job of that, but um, I, okay. I'm not terrible. All I'm right. Not terrible. Honest moment. Um, <laughs> I drink yeah. a lot of water. yeah that water intake is very important for us um oh yeah where were you born i was born in houston texas houston texas come on texas man i just talked to a texas dad last night yeah okay and you have one kid i have one son Seven. And he's a junior. Soon to be eight. Yeah, he'll be eight in August. Okay. Is his personality identical to yours? I I see I see similarities. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, based on uh, what my parents tell me, he's he's pretty much a, a mini me. Oh man. I think it, I think he probably had a little bit more energy than I did, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean I could definitely see the similarities in our, in our personality. Mm. Okay, and for you, I'm gonna start you off with finishing my thoughts. That life is everything and then some because blank. life is everything and then some um because i mean you you literally get to see a piece of you like from creation to you know and just growing throughout the years um you know one of the things that uh brings me a lot of joy sometimes i just i sometimes i just sit and just watch my son you know what i'm saying i just watch him play um, if he's interacting with somebody, I just watch him, and um, I don't know. It, it 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 makes me happy, and it also makes me sad at the same time because you know he's growing so fast. Yeah. And it's like you know, the little dude who was my little man, he's still my little man, but you know when they like one, two, three years old, like that little man, I'll never see that one. I'll never see that version of him again. So I know. it's uh, you know, it's it, it's it's bittersweet, but. 
you know, it, it, that's what makes it, you know, everything. Did you always want to be a dad? Yeah, yeah. Um, I always said, you know, even before, I guess he was thought of or, or you know, I always said, you know, my first son is going to be a junior. I, I knew that. <laughs> I knew that. I didn't know how many kids I was going to have. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there was at one point in my 20s where I figured, you know, I might not even have kids, but mm -hmm. I always knew my first son, he was going to be a junior. Okay. Uh, growing up with your dad, what was that like? And what did you take away from that into your fatherhood now? Uh, growing up with my dad, um, first of all, I love my dad very much. He he was the best. He you know God chose him as my father for a reason. Um, we had you know I had my challenges you know as far as you know I I think a lot of folks might have. But sometimes you know when you're growing up you don't get everything you want or something don't happen a certain way you wanted to. You know you you kind of you kind of feel like, oh man, I don't like my parents or whatever, whatever. So I went, I went through that phase with my dad, but um, uh, definitely it's one of those, you know, cliche classic, you know, stories where it's like, in the end, you know, when I'm an adult now, I now see what, you know, some of the things he was doing, um, how those things helped me out as an adult. Um, I mean, my dad, he was fair, but he was, he was strict at the same time. And a lot of times I, you know, of course, you know, as a teenager and stuff, I, I didn't like that all the time. There were times where um, I would try to like, you know, as a teenager, avoid your parents or whatever. I went through that phase. But um, my dad, he's, since like day one, he's always like, been like, yo, you can do what you want, you know, put your mind to it, that type of thing. He, he was big on teaching me, not just whatever it is I, I, I wanted to learn, but, you know, teaching me how to learn something. Um, and I, I think those type of things stuck with me. Mm -hmm. And um, I try to instill those things in my son, but, you know, he <laughs> every time I start talking to him, he'd be like, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, <God. You> <laughs> he said that to me the other week. And it, it was like, it, it caught me off guard. Yeah. He asked me a simple question like, Dad, what? I think he said, Dad, what, what do you think, you know, what is done? And I was like, well, son, he was like, oh, gosh, here we go, Dad. And it's like at seven, seven years old, he's doing this. So I'm like, I'm already turning to my pops. Yeah. Uh, I got I got my <laughs> six-year-old a Google Home because I got sick of the questions. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, girl. You know, when we were young, our parents would be like, go read a book. Go go look it up in the dictionary. These mm -hmm. kids don't have to do that. So any question that she has that's like quick answer and I'm doing something or I'm mm -hmm. listening to something or I'm reading, I'm just like, go ask, go ask Google. Go ask Google. <laughs> but at the same time, it's kind of like, like this morning we were in the car and we were just leaving the house. And I said out loud, I said, I said, please God, just let me, let us all have a good day. Let me get them to camp. Let me go to work and get back and be able to take, home, take us home and, and protect them. On your goals. 
what you talking about about protection? That's why we got you. You supposed to protect us. I said, I, I said, I'm talking about I said, I'm talking about God when I'm not around, he need to protect me. <laughs> like, well, you just need to make sure you hire the right people. I'm just like, girls, shut up. Like, with girls, you can't even have your prayer yeah. in peace because they're like always in the business. So. I'm just like, oh my God, I can't even pray in peace. But yeah, they're just very like, what is this and what is that? Even like my three-year-old is like, how do you spell baby alive? I'm just like B A I A L I V E, and she was like, "Okay." I said, "What you want to know from here, right?" <laughs> right, just a random question. I was like, "I don't want to like stall her out in her thinking," so I I give into it. But it's it's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's super funny. <laughs> um, it, it, it is. They say the darnest things. Listen, and they'll check you too. Oh yeah. Oh. Leave me alone. Um, oh, yeah. It's another fill in the blank. Being a dad prepares you for blank. I repeat that again. I had trouble hearing it. Being a dad prepares you for blank. <sighs> Being a dad prepares you for blank. Um. Well, well, if you if you weren't already prepared for for real life, <laughs> being a dad definitely gets you ready for that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. It it was it, there was kind of a, a a shift in like mindset for me. Um, you know. Uh, I, my journey in fatherhood has has definitely uh, prepared me for um, for some for some tough times. Like uh, you know, because it was it wasn't always it wasn't always easy for me. You know, um, his mother and I went through you know our battles, um, and during that time, uh, things were things were really tough for me. Like like mentally, emotionally. Uh, physically, it, it was it was draining. It was literally draining, you know, the life out of me. Um, and you know, I guess at, at at some point, it's just like, in order for me to get better, I have to I have to become stronger mentally. I, I have to be able to focus. I have to be able to still do the things that I need to do. You know, as a father, if, I, if I'm going to, you know, argue with his mom and we're going to go to court, and we're gonna, you know, I got to get I got to get things together to be able, you know, to take care of him. So it was it was a rough it was a rough like <laughs> it was a rough start. But because it was that rough, it, it was probably the hardest thing that I've ever been through, um, you know, you know, because it was kind of it was it was all kind of sudden and, you know, being away from him. You know, in the early parts of his life, was was really, it was really eating at me. But you know, I, I, after going through all of that, mm-hmm. it's like if I can make it through that, I I I really don't know what else could like make me, you know, feel that low. You know, I, I've been I've been down and out. I've been you know, thousands thousands of dollars in debt. You know, um, you know. Whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, no low self-esteem, all of that. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, at some point you just, you just gotta say, hey, it's enough. And you just start building yourself back up from that point. So I would say fatherhood in, in that sense, I think it's prepared me for for some of the like career changes I've gone through, some of the challenges I, I, I've, you know, come across after all of that. Mm-hmm. I have a different, completely different mindset. You know, I don't, I don't think of things anymore of like, damn, this really got me. Now I'm thinking, all right, how am I gonna get myself out of this? How can we avoid it next time? So that's what that's what fatherhood's kind of been like for me. That's good because you took the I'ma see it through method instead of what some dads take is like, I'ma take a back seat to this situation because I don't want to deal with it. Um mm-hmm. two questions on that. What made you push through all of that in order to still have that relationship with your son? And where are you and his mom at now as far as like on a understanding, balanced, cordial, respectful level? Um, what got me through? Um, and I'm not like a, a super religious, I'm not in a super religious phase in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Or I have been at times, but I know, I know um, God got me through that. Um, and just, and just determination, like it was, I really looked forward to, to being the father, especially once he was here. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, even while, you know, his mother was pregnant, you know, I was, Look, I was like, no, we can't, we can't, we can't eat fast food. You know, you gotta eat, you know, healthy. You gotta do this. You gotta yeah. do that. I'm at, I'm at all the doctor's appointments. Look, I almost got killed one time doing that. <laughs> she, look, she want, she, yeah, she wanted some, uh, she wanted some fast food. I went, and uh, I think she wanted some McDonald's. You know, she, mm-hmm. she didn't eat it often, but it, I guess she had a craving for it. Yeah, I think she, she wanted like two, two hamburgers and some fries or something like that. I call myself going over there and getting like the, the oatmeal they had. No. <laughs> oh, oh. I thought she was gonna kill me that night. That, that was my bad. But the, that was a lesson learned. But um <laughs> but I no, I I just uh what got me through is you know, I just wanted that I just wanted that relationship with my son. And to be honest with you, when I was going through it, that was like my big my biggest fear was him growing up and not recognizing me as his dad, you know, him calling somebody else dad. So that ate at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was, he's my son. So I, I was, I was all, I was all in on it. And, you know, I didn't want him to grow up, you know, and his, his you know, his first example of, of what a man is for me is to like give up on him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I guess that I guess that's what pushed me through. I mean, I, I, I it was just like a natural to me. It was like a natural thing, mm-hmm. you know. I wanted to be with him. I wanted to be in his life. So I, I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Um, and then like his mother and I, we we are we're cordial. We're cordial. We're definitely cordial. We um. Those first few years were, were really were really rough, and I, and I think it wore on both of us. I think we both just came got to a point 
where um, we were both kind of just, you know, tired of the back and forth. Um, and, you know, the challenges of, of, of co-parenting, one of them is, you know, you don't you don't have that all, that other parent to lean on to at all, at all times, you know, in the house. Yeah. Now we're living in two separate homes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, she's, she's done a great job. I don't know if she would admit to it or not, but I, I'm pretty sure any woman has raised a child who has been, you know, who lives, you know, by themselves, it's, it's a challenge. Um, so I think that might have worn her. I, I, I mean, just to be honest, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't had this conversation with her. Um, but as far as us being able to um, communicate, you know, we do that. We don't argue in front of them. Even, you know, there'll be some times where she might be irritated at me or I might be irritated at her. But when he's around, we don't, we don't argue. We might go to, you know, phone call or text or email afterwards. And, you know, if it's a discrepancy, it usually don't go no more than a conversation. We don't let it linger, so. Well, I commend you because, uh, for me, it took uh, six years of one of their dads for us to be able to maintain volume and just like be within the conversation. But I think what um, mellowed both of us out is the fact that it was about him having a relationship with Anya and about um, where I thought he should be will never be what I think is going to be what he puts that work into. And I think as a mom, my job is to allow that space and give my feedback when asked, but not have this um, idea of what he should be because I think he should be this. And uh, it's that ego and that um, that understanding to be like, you know what? I think, especially fathers who weren't raised by biological fathers and have their own issues that they need to deal with, but they're not ready for, you have to give them the space to to explore what father they want to be, because just being becoming a father and having a baby sometimes is not going to do it i think even moms might have babies carry babies raise babies but still don't mother and um you know for a dad to not even have that connection until they actually see a child is only right that they have that space uh so whatever time it takes cool as long as, you know, everybody gets to a point where I want you to be good in life so you could be a good father because that's important for a child. And I want you to be good in life so you could be a good mother because that's important for the child. You know, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even if you don't have like X amount of money to give, kids don't care about that. Is my no, dad here? Can I see my dad? Um, can I talk to my dad? Can I look at my dad? Um, that, that's it. So um, that's good that y'all got to this point. Ugh, it's hard. <laughs> there was like there was a time where there was a time where 
her dad was always automatically blocked. Oh, you got a new number? Blocked. The only way I could mentally, like, communicate with him was by email. Because, because I just felt like I can't talk to you about a child that's growing nonstop without feeling like I have to teach you and then talk to you. And that, while raising a child, while being a mom, while working and doing more than the other parent is frustrating. So I was like, I can't talk to you on the phone. You're going to have to email me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. now now we've, you know, got to a point of FaceTime and, and calling and um, her past birthday, her sixth birthday was the first birthday he was ever at. Um, and I allow myself to step back and let that happen but I think it's about mm -hmm. um, having the same focus and let that focus be the kid so that's it yeah. um, how does your son show you appreciation <laughs> he gives me hugs and kisses <laughs> right he does I, I, I'm one of those dads, I, I do kiss my son, not on the lips, obviously, but you know, I do kiss my son yeah. on the forehead, I, you know, um, he'll, and he'll do the same thing to me, like just, just, you know, randomly, he'll come up to me and he'll be like, dad, and I'll be like, what, well, he'll just give me a hug, kiss me on the cheek and say, thank you, dad. Was and that so something, was that something you and your father shared, or is that something you just chose to be like? When I have a son or a daughter, I'm going to be more affectionate. That's that's a that's a really good question because to be honest with you, I just had this conversation with my son the other day. Um, <laughs> I was like, it's funny, you know. I you know I give him a hug and kiss. I was like, it's funny because you know, Poppy or Granddad, you know, Poppy, we we didn't he didn't he didn't hug and kiss me, you know. I mean, I knew my dad loved me. You know, but I think he was just, you know, brought up, you know, in that old school, that old school way. Now, if I went up to my pops and just gave him a hug, he would hug me. You know, he would be yeah. like, you know, you know, he wouldn't, <laughs> you know, wouldn't be like that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it just, I don't know. We didn't, it's weird. Like my family, we spent a lot of time together. And we support each other, but we didn't, we just didn't show affection that way. And it wasn't, and me showing affection to my son like that wasn't even, you know, something that was planned. It wasn't, oh, because I didn't get it, I'm going to give it to you. It was just, it just happened naturally. But I just, he came out the room, I just wanted to hug him and kiss him. And um, I just never stopped. Was your mom affectionate like that to you? Not really. I mean, she. We would hug. Like when I when I greet yeah. my parents, even to this day, I hug my mother. You know, maybe every now and again she'll give me a kiss on the cheek. Or I'll give her a kiss on the cheek, mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen all the time. And then my dad, I give daps and I hug him. That that's it. <laughs> and that's and that's just kind of like it's weird. That's just kind of like the way it's always been. I like I like the fact that it evolved it, to it, it. Yeah, it it is. I like that it initiated and and you and you go ahead and do it with your son. Um, for me, same thing. My dad wasn't, you know what? Let me hug you or let me kiss you. It was always like, 
I would go to him. Um, my mom, very loving, loves kids, like the ultimate mom, the ultimate grandma, but it's kind of like that type of affection skipped the generation because she does it to all of her 11 grandkids. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, who is this? And like, even, <laughs> you know, I t almost talk to my mom every day and we hang up and be like, okay, later. It's not, you know, I love you. I um, took the girls down to see her two, two summers ago for her to like keep them for like two months in Florida. And the whole time I'm just like, oh my God, I miss her so much. Cause she used to live with me for like three years and she moved to Florida. And I was like, when I see her, I'm gonna pick her up and I'm gonna hug her cause she's like 4'11". I got in the kitchen, I saw her, and it was like, all of that kind of like, it faded. And I don't oh. know why it faded. Like, I I didn't hug yeah. her. It, I, it was more so like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and wow. I'm, just like, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, what is the issue? Like, what is the stalling of this? And it's because that wasn't shown growing up. That's not something we do. Uh, my brothers don't do it. Um, mm. One of my brothers, his thing now, and I don't know if it's because he has all daughters and he's married, but before we get off to the phone or if I text him, he'll, he'll tell me that he loves me. And I'm just like, okay, this is something new. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'll do it back, but... You know, like that's not that's not <laughs> initiated. <laughs> it's not initiated, and I don't I don't know if it's like a West Indian thing because my family's primarily Jamaican, and then you know through mm -hmm. marriage and kids we have like Asian, we have um, Trinidad, we have Puerto Rican, we have Dominican, and it's kind of like well since oh, everybody's man. here, <laughs> so it's not like. You can't. Right, right. It's about do you want to do it? Do you want to start this new thing? So I'm all for you initiating that. That's good. Mm -hmm. It'll be a, um, another black man in life that's not afraid to show affection. No, no. no. And to be honest with you, like I'm, I'm one of those that you know teaches. I, I, I'll talk to my son. Hey, if he's feeling sad about something, you know. You know, it's not it's okay to cry. It's, you know, sometimes, you know, things make you want to cry. It's okay to cry. It's, all, it's okay to feel angry. So it's okay to feel the emotions that you feel. Just, you know, you just got to learn how to deal with them. You know, even if it's, if you feel like, you know, I talked to him about like feeling hate or dislike for somebody. You know, even if you if you feel that, you, you've got to understand, you know, what, what is it that, that makes you, you know, feel that way? Just kind of you know, either talk to that, talk to that person about it, yeah. you know, and, or, you know, or you got to deal with it, you know, yourself somehow, but, you know, just letting things linger or not being able to show emotion. If, you know, you want to come up, give me a hug, give me a hug, you know, it, it's okay to feel all that. It's yeah. okay to process all that. So. That's good. I like that. Um, <laughs> what's your version of being an involved father? Like, what is that for your de definition of it? An involved father? Um, 
it well in this day and age it's it's you know there's a saying it's not it's not the amount of amount of time you spend it's the it's the quality of the time i think it's a little you know it's, it's both really um i mean quality time yeah but you know i i don't know for me you know i i like to be i like to be around my son you know um uh being involved includes you know being involved in in what they're doing in every aspect of their life really you know what what are they doing in school um i could probably i, I mean i'll be honest i could probably um help out with his homework a little bit a little bit more but i don't think he likes it when i do that because <laughs> i'll sit there and i'll make we ain't leaving until you finish all this work you didn't finish this work during the week yeah. Hey, and now, now it's like, oh yeah, I did my homework then. Okay, yeah, sure. But uh, being involved, <laughs> being involved in extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. um, being there to to answer their questions, being there just to spend time, play with them, chill with them. Um, it 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 involves it involves all of that. Um, I'm a movie buff. I know some people say, you know, just watching shows with your kids and spending. I but I do that too. I incorporate all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be, being being there and being in tune with what's going on with your child, you know, not just not just showing up, but being there and being in tune. So that, that's what I would say. That's what being involved involved father is about. Okay. Um, how do you teach your son uh, how to respect authority, but still understand his rights in the situation when he's not around you? Um, when you asked that question, what immediately came to my my head is my conversation with him about police, to be honest with you. Um, you know, explaining to him, we, yeah, we need police, respect the police, but not all, not all police are good. You know, if, if somebody's, I think my son has a pretty decent moral compass, you know, mm-hmm. where, or, to the point where he can he can understand if somebody's asking him to do something that he really should not be doing, you know. Um, he so I, I just tell him in, in those instances, you know, you know, hey, get to your get to your nearest adult. You know, you don't you know jump in the you know you don't do if somebody's asking you to do something uncomfortable that you know is not right or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know you, you're being you feel like you're being unfairly treated or whatever, you know. Hey, let me let me know if you if you can if you let another adult know and they don't want to do nothing about it, then you, then you come to me because hey, I I in school, you know he has teachers sometimes that will. Uh, well, last year we had a tough time with the teacher. She would always mark them up. They had this little act that every time the kid acts up, they they put a little mark in the act, and you get it. You know the child won't sit down. The child won't be quiet. So it, it's, it's like a child's like, hey, you have to respect your teacher. But at the same time, I thought his teacher was picking on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but I told him, you know, respect the teacher. Do what she asks you to do. If you feel frustrated, don't worry about it. Come home, talk to me about it. We'll get it straightened out. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I don't, I don't want him to like, you know, do anything, you know, you don't have to protest or, or cause a scene in class. Just, just, you know, come get there. We'll handle it. We'll get to the bottom of it. But, you know, always respect like the teachers and stuff like that. So 
I mean, that's a long-winded answer, but... <laughs> I mean, but that's what I wanted. I think um, now, the past, uh, the future for a little bit, I don't know how long, hopefully not too long, is going to be for Black kids, brown kids, kids they assume to be Black, is going to be a hard time, but I think what parents have to teach black children is to do whatever you need to do to be able to come back to me so I can help you. Right. right. And, and sometimes that, that couldn't be you being disrespected. That can be you being treated unfairly. But if you can't come back to me to explain it to me, I can't help you. If you're going to react in the moment and do something that may cost you your life, I can't help you. And, and it's like, how do you stress that mindset to be like, you know what? Don't let anyone disrespect you, stand up for yourself. And then when they face authority that's supposed to respect them, be respectful and they mistreat them, it's kind of like, okay, now what my mom or my dad told me doesn't make sense. And, uh, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen to boys, but for my girls now, it's kind of like, how do I teach them to respect police, respect teachers, respect um, other adults when you can't even trust teachers and you can't trust police? And it's like, <clears throat> it's all about teaching your kid how to read a room or um, be aware of their surroundings. And, uh, you know, if, if I always like, put my kids on point and be like, what do you do if we're in the store and you get lost and you don't see me? Mm -hmm. You go to. And it's kind of like, even my three-year-old, like you go to a person that has a name tag that looks like they work at the store. Or you go to the front and you tell them my first and last name. And you tell them my phone number. You tell them that you lost and you don't leave. You don't leave the store. And it's kind of like, are people having these discussions with their kids? Probably not, but that can happen. You know, if we're if we're in a park, you know, what do you do if you don't see me or somebody tries to grab you? What do you do? And uh, all of those discussions I have with them because I'm always thinking like, what if? You know, what if I get caught slipping? What if somebody does something to me? Because people are always watching you. People are always crying on your children. Um, and they look like regular everyday people and it's kind of like there's so much teaching that you have to put into your children and um, it could be like school it could be religion it can be um, family friends uh, you know what is a friend all of that and um, I don't know I just feel like for dads teaching their sons, I don't know what you say. But, um, you know, as you learn, I, I hope you, that you teach your son more and more about keeping his head on a swivel. Because, I mean, you as a grown man, you can't even go outside and be comfortable. So I can only imagine how it is for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I just told him there's, there's good and bad people out there. We, we have that conversation often, you know. Um, 
you know, some people are friendly, some people are not. Some people have have you know your your you know good intentions, and and some people don't. It doesn't matter. They could be police, they could be teachers, they could be they could be anybody. Um, so yeah. Um, my next question for you is, what did your father teach you? Um, that you in turn teach your son when it comes to respecting women or how girls are supposed to be respected or talked to or treated? <laughs> Maybe he's not here that. Maybe he's not there yet. Maybe he still feels like girls are nasty or yucky. He, 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 yeah, he, um, you know, I ask him from time to time, hey, you, you you like girls and no 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 but like he listens to like these 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 teeny bop songs and you know where's mm -hmm. the dude talking about girls you know you should do you know yeah uh, you know whatever whatever and I'm like okay well he's singing songs about you know guys singing the girls yeah but uh you know he say you know he don't you know he's like nah. Yeah, I, I I can't have a girlfriend. If, I think his mom said he can't have a girlfriend until he's like eighteen or something like that. You know, but, uh, <laughs> that would be the, why the, the time will come. Right. The time will come. But uh, no, but I, I I have told him like you know, um, you know, being you know being courteous really to anybody. You know, treat anybody with respect. Um, you know, as far as like opening doors, he you know he's with me and my lady all the time. You know, so he might see me open the door for to the car, or we walk in somewhere, or just you know the general way that you know, just in the general sense that I treat her. I think the best thing is just just to set the example. Mm -hmm. I, I, it was a saying I heard. I, I don't know where I heard it from, but it was like, um, kids rarely do what what you tell them to do, but they they always end up doing what what you do. So and it never fails. Like you got to set that example. They might not listen to you. But if they see you treat women a certain way, chances are they're gonna grow up treating women the same exact way. Mm. I agree. Uh, what do you teach your son when it comes to failure? Or feeling like um, No, I, I, I'm, I'm one of those, hey, uh, a failure is just, uh, you just found one, one more way not to do it. Mm. <laughs> you know? Um, it's part of the learning process. It, it's, it's part of the learning process. You're going, you know, it, it's, it's more so like a test, especially if you first doing something. He gets so frustrated sometimes, no matter mm -hmm. what it is, whether it's, you know, schoolwork, it could be a game. If he don't have immediate success at it, he's, re he's ready to drop it. And that's kind of like the natural reaction. And mm -hmm. in most cases, you know, I'm trying to tell him, no, you can't give up to the die. He's like, forget it. But, she, but you know, I keep drilling that into him like, hey, keep at it, you know? It's all right, you know, think of your favorite whatever, whatever. They didn't just get there the first day they picked up a, a, a whatever, a ball or whatever it is, uh, a book, whatever, you know? They had, to they had to practice their reading, they had to practice their ball playing, their running, their jump, whatever it is you want to do. So yeah, failure, I, I try to teach him not to be afraid of it because I have been afraid of it and I know how crippling it can be to be afraid of failure. What are three things that you feel 
fathers can use as tools to be better at fathering and raising girls or boys today? Three tools. Tools are resources. Uh, Google. <laughs> yes. Definitely Google. Uh, <laughs> look, Google. Google has given me a lot of good ideas, yeah. especially uh, during this during this quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, I just did a search the other day. Things to do with kids, like in the house, because you know he he. Um, you know he has everything but somehow he just he just gets bored still so uh you know keeping them active uh, so um well google just in general um i would then say um your family really oh well, hopefully hopefully you get along with your family i mean to use them as a you know, a resource of, of information, experience. Mm. Um, you know, anybody who has gone through what you have, what you've gone through. Um, I know coming up as a as a co-parent. Um, you know, hearing stories from you know, getting advice from from my friends, or maybe you know, there's been times I've been on a, you know taking my son out. And we run into another father with his child or his son or his daughter. And our kids start playing and then me and him get to rapping and, you know, just sharing, you know, resources and, and stories. Um, that that helped uh, a lot. Um, and then the third one. Ooh. I would just, I mean, books. <laughs> books on parenting. <laughs> I mean, um, Whatever, I don't know, whatever it is I try to do, I, I look for a book. <laughs> I look for a book, get some ideas, you know, get some more insight into whatever it is. And they got books on everything. So yeah, I would say Google books and just, you know, friends, family, and other people who have gone, you know, through the same things you had. I agree. I like, I like reading and searching information. Um, what, uh, what about your son helped you or may have made you a better human being by being his father? Um, well, and we talked about this earlier, I have become much more uh, affectionate. <laughs> and I can tell that that's spilled over into uh, into my relationships too, into my you know romantic relationships, you know, especially you know with my lady now, mm -hmm. she's she's getting the byproduct because <laughs> I mean I explained earlier, you know, growing up I, we weren't, I didn't hug, kiss, you know, I love you, dad, I love you, mom, I mean, we said it, but every now and then mm -hmm. it was like once once I had him, it was like I I, I, I became soft as shit after that, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was it's just I I noticed that that difference in me like um because I mean not to sound too too corny or anything like that uh, I don't really care anyway but like it was like before my son I don't think I ever like loved any anybody or anything like that 
You will never. Like, no, you have to like have completely. Yeah. It's like you, it's like completely vulnerable. It's like complete and utter vulnerability. My son, my son could tell me he hated me, and I would still love him to death. Whereas, you know, I've never loved anything or anybody <laughs> like that before. You know, I. I, I'm one of those people that will like go down for the, like their kid is just this terrible person. They tearing up the, the the city, the neighborhood, whatever. And I'll be I'll be right there behind them. Like I, I love my child. I can't give up. Sorry, yeah. I can't give him up. So, um, but that spilled over. That spilled over into my other, my other relationships. I mean, not just my you know my romantic relationships, but any other relationship. Like, I just felt like. I was more empathetic, sympathetic about things. I was more emotionally in tune with things. Um, and yeah. That's good. Um, I think I think kids make us look at ourselves. And I think the parents that don't show up for their kids are not ready to take a look at like what they need to improve or what they need to fix and unfortunately it's kind of like they miss out because like you said you know your girl is getting like the revamped layer of who you've been but she couldn't get that unless you had your son and you you know peel back that layer and just allowed yourself to be exposed and um a lot of the times that's what being a parent is, is not even like being ashamed or embarrassed that this is how you show someone that is a piece of you, you know, life and, 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 and what you have to give because it's this recycle effect that if you don't pour into your kids, when you then become the child in your old, your old age, it's kind of like, are they going to take care of you? Um, <laughs> you know, you got to take care of me at some point. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's kind of like I I feel sorry for the parents that um, you know don't show up, and then they end up in the house that's lonely, quiet, and then the way that we are now, when we get old, we're not gonna have no social security. So it's really like, what are you doing now to make sure that the generations under you have a choice not to work or let alone are established to the point where they can take care of themselves, take care of their family, and also take care of you until, you know, you leave this earth. And um, there is no time to stall. So you know, that grind that you had before you had a kid is there, but now it's like on 10. And if it's not on 10, you need to figure out why it's not on 10. Because um, I just feel like it's beyond retirement for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, a, it's a different type of pressure to have one kid and then have two kids. And, you know, you want to always make sure that the other parent is in good standing to where they can support themselves to be able to then be able to support the child that you share. And that's why I don't understand where the hate and the animosity comes from when two people share the same child. 
it's kind of like, do you mm-hmm. not want your child to be, you know, set up in the right way? And why not? So, um, I just, I just hope it gets better for dads. And for you, is there any conversation that you're like, I hope he doesn't have this problem or I hope he doesn't have this situation and ask me? (laughs) Is there anything I hope he doesn't ask me? Yeah. Um, uh, um, and think about the fact that we we have like FaceTime now. We have Instagram. We have um, Facebook Live. What are they going to have by the time they're teenagers? And are we ready to be like, okay, what do I do with this situation? And how do you train for that? It's kind of like, how do you train for the unknown? I, as we also, I don't know if there's anything that I don't want him, you know, to come to to ask me. Yeah. Um, if it's, ooh, if it's, (laughs) I can't think of anything that I wouldn't want him to ask me about. But I mean, there are some things where it'd be like, well, I don't know, son. I don't know if I could. I, I try to help you out, but I, yeah. <laughs> I don't really don't know about that. Um, I don't know. You know, any, anything he's going to, I, I hope that he feels comfortable enough, comfortable enough to at least, you know, let me know if he's having trouble with it. If he, if he doesn't, then I, I, I would probably feel some type of way about that. <laughs> go, well, why didn't you just ask me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you are you up on the current lingo in text, or does he have a cell phone? Oh, um, I, I mean, I know the basic shit. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and some stuff I don't know. Like sometimes yeah, scrolling man. through my timelines, I'll I'll run across an acronym. I'm like, what? And uh, you know, I have to. Nah. I, these, I, these, kids are, they, these kids are getting super crafty and for me I'm trying to push back the need for the cell phone but I oh. is six and she's been asking me for a cell phone since she's been like five I'm just like girl no oh. so, so I don't know if he's interested in having a cell phone or anything like that Well, I tell, I'll tell you this. Okay, so now that you bring you put it like that, there are a couple of things I hope he doesn't ask me about. I, I hope he doesn't ask me about cell phones. I hope he doesn't ask me about Jordans. I hope he... Ah! I hope he <laughs> well, no, for, for, well, for one reason, um, you know, I wasn't a big sneakerhead coming up. Mm-hmm. And the second reason is, you know, it's just too damn expensive. Right. <laughs> You know, I, I make decent money. I, I don't. I don't want buying that. But I hope he doesn't ask me about um, or ask me any more about getting a dog. <laughs> I don't want no pets. <laughs> um, but you know, stuff like that. But he, what? As far as cell phone is concerned, I'm not really worried about that right now because the only thing he'll use my phone for is to listen to Spotify, watch YouTube, 
mm-hmm. will you know play a game more than a son. You know, he don't he don't really get into. He'll, he'll text me like he'll message me online like um, in Google Hangouts and stuff like that. But uh, outside of that, I don't think he really. I don't think there's too much to worry about that yet. Mm-hmm. Is there any like music artist that both of you share an interest in currently or not yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, quite 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 a few. I, it, it was it's all because of what I play for. Um, I'm a big Anderson Park fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I listen to Anderson Park like a lot in the car. His so last album was we, superb. Oh, listen, <laughs> listen, I, I that uh, Free Nationals, that's my wave. Um, I know we vibed a lot with, um, uh, I played Leon Bridges for him. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, at the time I'm trying to look for something that, that's, you know, a little musically inclined and not a whole bunch of vulgar language. And mm-hmm. well, well, Anderson Park don't always fit into that, but <laughs> he's musically dunk. Um but like Leon Bridges, um, he was liking songs on the album that I was like, okay, skip. He was like, no, nah, dad, tap that back. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, who else did we vibe out to? Um, Childish Gambino, we, we vibed out to that when he came out with his album a couple of years ago. It was like a funkadelic type joint. Mm-hmm. It had this song on there with zombies. He likes like cartoons about that type of way we'll, we'll, we'll vibe out on songs like that that's good that's good because I think when you guys connect on music it kind of like opens a space where you guys can have more of a discussion on whatever it's like on your mind or even go to concerts together teach them how to socialize because I think all the technology today is not helping kids learn how to be social with people or uh, look people in the face when they talk to them, you know, uh, how to be in a room of people in corporate, how to be in a room with your friends, how to introduce yourself. So all of that is super important. That's why I asked that question. So you're good. I'll be honest with you. I'm glad you said that because to be honest with you, that's like to me, that's one of like one of the most important skills somebody can can have. Mm-hmm. And his teacher actually looked at me kind of crazy when I said this to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, because he's he is very very social mm-hmm. uh, to a point where we have to we have to pull back on the reins. But yeah. I told him I, I always want you to be comfortable being able to speak to anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to, you know, to talk, to introduce yourself. He make new friends all the time, and especially with adults. You know, somebody an adult is talking to you, look them in the face. Right. You know, things like that. So, yeah, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I definitely pushed that. So my last question for you, sir. Uh, okay. Could you give a piece of advice that you wish someone gave you when starting out as a father? It's cheaper to keep it. No, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> oh man. 
Uh, no, I take that back. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anything that I would that I wish they would have told me. Um, um, I don't know yet. I, I I don't think I've I don't think I've crossed a moment like that yet outside of you know you know battling with his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy. I mean, I enjoy the process. I enjoy the process, you know, um, good and bad times. I mean, he, my son, I love him to death. He's the best thing I got. And uh, he, he, he can work, he can work my nerve. He can work mm-hmm. real good. But um, just every experience is just, I don't know. I feel like I'm one of those people where like, I can, I can listen to somebody's advice, like seriously listen to it. But then I'm gonna go try and do what I want to do anyway. <laughs> anyway, you know. So somebody gave me some advice, and I think uh, I'm probably gonna do it this way. Mm-hmm. Then I'll do that. Um, but yeah, I, I can't think of anything. I just I just enjoy everything about it. Um, it's I'm still learning. Um, I think I could be a better dad than I am. Uh, I don't think. I mean, I think I'm a great dad, but I, I think I could be better. Yeah. So, yeah. I think all dads who really are involved always feel like they can be better because you're constantly watching or listening or hearing um, dads that's doing something you're not doing. And you, you're wondering, like, is your kid missing out on this? But, um, you know, generation after generation, it's always going to be you poured into your kid what you want you wanted as a kid with your dad and then who knows what your kid needs from you that they're not saying that they're like in their minds i'm gonna make sure i do this with my kid and it's kind of like that's why you can't shoot for perfection because there's always going to be something that your child is going to critique about you that just wasn't enough and i think What's going to help with that is when both of you, you and your child have an honest discussion and everybody I think deserves an evaluation. You deserve an evaluation as a father, his mom deserves an evaluation as a mother and he deserves an evaluation just like jobs do. So we can all, you know, Mm -hmm. see if you're on the right Mm -hmm. track. Do you feel this from me? Mm -hmm. Is there something else I can do for you? Is there something else that you feel like I'm not doing? Don't worry, I'm not gonna choke you across the table. This is a safe space. (laughs) Like that. And um, that's something I wanna do with my girls because I know growing up with my mom primarily I felt like there was a legal guardian in the house, but I never felt like there was a parent there to protect me in the house. And um, what that did as a girl, now as a woman, it made me more on the defense of everybody. And it takes a lot for people to convince me or show me that they're good people. So, um, you know, it's all in having those honest discussions 
and making sure that your child respects you and doesn't fear you that's why they don't come to you um but i think you on the right track and i just want to thank you for you know peeling back that layer and allowing yourself to be different about your approach and being intentional with your son because that's what's going to make him an all-around good person period doing good thank you i appreciate that I appreciate you're welcome appreciate thank you for and thank you for doing this series of course i'm gonna have to do an episode um about all of you guys because it's been really good it's been really good yeah. like even fathers that really didn't have a father that was hands-on they flipped it you know and uh even with their mm-hmm. kids you would never tell that their father wasn't like the greatest um but can you tell the people where to reach you where to find you oh yeah absolutely absolutely um i'm on uh twitter instagram uh otr uh well on twitter i'm otr brandon instagram i'm otr underscore brandon um you can also um i'm on facebook um you can also uh, hit up just the, the OTR pod. Just type in OTR in the search on any of the social media platforms you are. Right. Uh, one of us gonna come up, me, Mike, Quan, Alex, somebody gonna come up. Right. Um, and you know, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, you know, any any typical place you get your, your podcast off the record podcast, we're there. Mm-hmm. Good topics, they give good topics and you got merch. And, you know, they just out here making sure they hit all corners of what needs to be talked about. And I appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm always for promoting good shows and good topics. So thank you for doing that. No, again, thank you. You definitely got a fan over here. Show. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you. Thank you guys for supporting Cozy Womb Podcast. My name is Shan. Uh, When you listen, you support. And um, I just want you guys to know that I am thankful and I'm grateful. And when you listen, you support myself. You support my daughters. When you buy anything from Cozy Womb Shop, you support. And I appreciate it. You could have picked any podcast and you're here. Uh, Please visit us on Cozy Womb on Facebook. Cozy Moon Pod on IG, Cozy Moon Pod on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. And um, I hope you guys have another teachable day, another productive day. And um, you just keep, keep things in motion. I know things feel very weird right now with this quarantine going on, but we can do it. Peace. Bye. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.